How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. And we've got an awesome interview today with Cubs pitcher Alec Mills. So be sure to follow him on Instagram at amills37 and on Twitter at atmills37. While you're at it, follow us on our new Instagram handle, FTSPod, due to people thinking that we're the thefts pod. And on Twitter at still the FTS pod because there is an account with FTS pod that has two followers. So hopefully we can get that. But yeah, follow us, follow Alec. If you want to email us, email us at theftspod at gmail.com. Let's get it rolling. All right, we're now thrilled to welcome on Cubs pitcher Alec Mills. Alec, how you doing, my man? Doing all right. How about y'all? Doing great, doing great. So uh, starting out, I want to ask about you know, with the league and everything, the coronavirus, everything's been postponed. Kind of wanted to see what your take is on it and what you've been doing to prepare. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a serious situation, uh, something that needed to be handled. And, um, you know, I think the league took the action that needed to be done. And now we're just kind of in a holding pattern waiting to, uh, you know, see what's going to happen and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, get back to some baseball soon. I think everybody's ready for that. Yeah. Um, so for me, just kind of trying to stay in shape as much as I can and be ready to go. Uh, heading into the season, was there anything that you were working on this past off season that you were trying to add, whether up your velocity, add a new pitch, anything that you were working on hammering out this past off season? Um, I wouldn't say anything specific other than uh, maybe, you know, messing with some two-seam grips, stuff like that. Um, but outside of that, nothing, nothing really uh, major. Um, I think, you know, adding velocity is a lot easier said than done. Um, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're kind of uh i don't want to say i'm over the hill but i'm not young anymore in baseball so yeah i think i got up to 50 throwing as hard as i could on like one of those uh <laughs> speed hey, that, ain't, that ain't bad so <laughs> can i explain how being drafted in the 22nd round out of college kind of motivated you to get to where you are now on an active roster um i mean i think motivation wise obviously you know being in the 22nd round, a lot of people were taken before me, um, you know, so obviously once you're drafted, everybody's in the same boat, everybody gets the same chances, um, but for me, I think, like you said, just using that as motivation was good, I mean, I think I can, uh, you know, beat all those guys, I thought I was, you know, just as good as all those guys, um, so for me, I guess just kind of seeing that number ahead of me and, and wanting to prove people wrong. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm going to talk about the minor leagues for a little bit. Um, Tell me about kind of your experience. We're actually, we actually live right outside of Lexington, Kentucky, and you played for the Legends. Yeah. So uh, tell me about, you know, kind of that experience with the Legends and just the minor leagues in general. Uh, I mean, my experience in Lexington was awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a really nice stadium, especially for uh, being a low-A team. Um, so for me, it was a good year there. Um, first time through was actually when I got hurt. Um, so that was not, uh, not very fortunate, but uh, was fortunate to come back through and pitch there again. But, uh, I mean, it's a good setup there. Uh, obviously low A is, is kind of in the beginning part of your career usually. Um, so like I said, it was, uh, it was a really good uh, place for me to start out uh, outside of rookie ball and, and kind of get the hang of things and, and figure out how to do this. You switched, uh, you switched organizations from the Royals to the Cubs. Um, was there any transition aspects that you had to go through, whether it be like personally or through your career? And were there any like major um, – organizational like philosophies that were like vastly different between the Royals and Cubs um actually they were actually um kind of similar um pretty pretty uh 
I don't want to say laid back, not laid back, but, uh, you know, very much a player-friendly organizations. Um, so for me, it wasn't too big of a transition, obviously, just learning new people, um, learning new coaches, you know, figuring out, um, you know, the, the routine of the Cubs and kind of their philosophy and stuff like that. But uh, overall, I would say it wasn't a huge difference um, organization-wise. You've got some bad luck because uh, you got called up to the Royals one year after they won the World Series. Yeah. And, then, and then when you get traded to the Cubs, that was also one year after they had won it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess wrong place, wrong time. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think it was one of those things where, yeah, just timing wasn't great. Uh, but uh, always thankful to be called up, so I'm never going to be bitter about that. Uh, so who are a few guys that you would say you're closest to and kind of how they've helped develop your game? Um, you know, I actually haven't been up in the in the big leagues with the Cubs a whole lot. Um, obviously a little bit in, the, in a, you know, a couple of years. So I think the guys I'm closest to are guys that I, you know, spent most of the year with in AAA and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think Taylor Davis was good for me being the catcher, you know, whether it be bullpens and games, stuff like that, figuring out what makes me tick, what, what makes me a better pitcher, stuff like that. Um, I mean, a lot of guys are just good to hang out with, have a good time. Uh, Mekas is a good dude. Love hanging out with him. He's always a good time. Funny guy. Uh, I think those are probably the two names that, that, uh, that stick to my head. Other than that, I could name off, you know, 30 names. So Yeah, yeah. So uh, talk to me about your UT Martin experience and how that went and how they helped prepare you for the majors and minors. Well, so, I mean, obviously UT Martin, uh, not uh, the best of schools uh, tradition-wise in the baseball realm. Um, but it was one of those things where uh, I actually walked on there, and I think uh, it was good for me to have that opportunity that, uh, you know, maybe we weren't the best team. Um, I was able to get a lot of playing time. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think uh, the only way to get better, you know, drastically as a pitcher is to get into games. I mean, you can throw bullpens until your, your eyes bleed um, yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, I think just getting into games and, and really, you know, having a lot of reps in, in a game-like environment was good for me to uh, – really developed so uh you know like i said early on i was able to pitch early and as a young guy uh, and really figure things out uh, but then just you know once i grew older junior year you know i was friday night guy so it was one of those things where i was uh you know getting every opportunity that i could to uh, get noticed and, and it worked out so i'll take it yeah for sure uh so i was checking out your uh, baseball savant page and it classifies you have uh, five pitches so how do you you use pretty like evenly? So um, how do you think that helps you like in a long relief role if that's kind of what the Cubs are trying to use you as going into the season? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think uh, like you said, something that I I try to strive to throw you know all of them pretty much evenly. So it's one of those things where uh, you know the hitter never really, never really uh, knows what's coming. Hopefully, uh, so for me, just having to be able to keep them off balance, off speed, you know, stuff like that, different locations. Um, I think that's what's going to make me good. Obviously, I don't have anything that's overpowering. You know, I'm not going to blow anybody away or, or you know, break anybody's uh, ankles with a, with an off-speed pitch or anything like that. So, uh, just trying to keep them off balance. What's your What's your best uh, go-to like strike three put away pitch? Uh, I mean, obviously, it just depends a lot of the at bat. I mean, I think changeup's probably one of my better pitches. Um, obviously, the slow curve ball has been a lot better lately, so um, that's kind of been a go-to the last few years. So, nice. So you've played in both the AL and now the NL. What's your opinion on the pitchers being required to bat as opposed to the AL? <laughs> well, hitting's not easy. So for me, I mean, I think obviously it's part of the game. Um, you know, traditionalists will never want the uh, NL to lose the uh, the hitter or the uh, pitcher hitting. But uh, you know, hitting's tough. I could see the reasoning that people want to do that. Um, you know, more runs is always good for. Uh, 
viewership and stuff like that. But uh, it's just for me, it's it's a fun part of the game that you know I didn't get to do for eight years. So for me, I'm trying to catch up um, with with having, like I said, not doing it for eight years. It, it's been difficult for me. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it's fun. I'll say it's fun slash scary slash tough. So you know, it's one. Of, it's it's kind of all in one, but it's it's a good time. Yeah. So I got I got a question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. Um, so say you're out and about, you know, might be in the minor leagues or on the bus, you're going to a different town, wherever at. Uh, you're getting a little hungry, you're getting a little rumble in your tummy, but you couldn't eat a full meal, so you stop at a gas station. What's your go-to gas station snack? <sighs> oh, I don't know, man. It, it, I go and I get, I get in grooves with certain things. Um, I love a good Twix bar. I mean, I think chips are always chips are always the go-to when you get to gas stations. Uh, Cheetos are good. Doritos are good. You know, the stuff that's terrible for you leaves stuff on your fingers. <laughs> so that's probably my go-to when it comes to that. There you go. If it's not packaged, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, you know, I heard that. Fresh is not good when it comes to gas station stuff. <laughs> uh, so MLB passed a new uh, rule that uh, every relief pitcher has to face at least three batters. Um, so how do you see that kind of changing uh, uh, the game of baseball and maybe even perhaps your game? Um. Who knows what it'll do to the game of baseball? Whether it'll speed it up, slow it down. I think it's one of those things where we got to see how it's working first um, before we can really form an opinion. But uh, I mean, I think it's n- not a bad thing for me. Like you said, I think I can. I have the ability to get definitely more than just one or two guys out in a row. Um, so for me, uh, hopefully, it doesn't uh, affect me too much. This can be any time you've ever played any game. Uh, but what would you say would be your best pitching performance of all time? Phew. <laughs> I think you can go back to like little league. I struck out uh, probably dang near everybody. Back when I, you know, it was the hardest thrower out there. I struck everybody out. Um, I mean, I think uh, I pitched in the Northwoods League. One of my uh, right before I got drafted, so after my junior year, I think I went like seven innings, thirteen strikeouts, something like that. Um, but I think for me, I think the end all be all has to be you know a combination of the last few outings last year. I threw really well um, against the Cardinals down the stretch, really. For me to go out there and I think I got nine or eight or nine strikeouts. Um, yeah, it was nine. I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, so that was that was good for me to, to end the year on that. And obviously, to do it at that level um, against the Cardinals was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, what's something different about this off season and even like just the coronavirus with everything going on in quarantining? Uh, how have you been preparing uh, differently for this season compared to previous? Um, I mean, I think as far as preparation, it's not really much different uh, mentality-wise. It's just a matter of, you know, location. Obviously, you're having to do everything at your house, you know, throw at home, lift at home, run at home, kind of stuff like that with everything being shut down. Um, but at the same time, everybody's going through that. So, you know, we're all in the same boat. You know, I can't can't play the woe is me card. So, Yeah, for sure. Uh, so talk to me about, like, the moment where you first got called up and, like, you knew you'd made it to the majors. Kind of what was that experience like and, like, what, what was going through your head when you are like, I finally, like, made it to the majors? Uh, obviously, it was a surreal moment. One of those things where, you know, I've been working probably in the last 10, 12 years of my life, you know, really working hard to get there. And for the culmination of all that work to come to fruition in one day was uh, – I would say mentally exhausting, but also, you know, mentally rewarding. I mean, I think it was just a lot of emotions wrapped into one. Unfortunately, it did not go so well, but, uh, you know, that happens. So, obviously, I've been able to uh, do a little better since then, so it's been good. You've pitched both starting and came out of the bullpen before. Uh, so, what would you say you prefer, uh, one over the other, or is there much of a difference? 
Um, I mean, there's a difference, but I don't think I'd prefer either one of them. Um, I think it's just one of those things where I, you know, do anything I can to help. Just, uh, you know, kind of take take everything in stride and, and let's win a lot, win a lot of ball games with the Cubs. So, is there any kind of pressure like? If you're up one run and you're in the eighth inning, you come in the game. Is there any kind of pressure there to maintain the lead? Um, I think more of the pressure is going to be in the bullpen warming up. Um, it's one of those things. Once you get on the mound and throw a pitch, you kind of all, you know, you're back to normal, same game situation, stuff like that. For me, it's just kind of once you get in the groove, everything kind of subsides a little bit. Yeah. So uh, the MLB recently brought up possibly starting games back in June and everybody playing in Arizona with no fans. Uh, what was your, what do you think about that and that whole idea? Um, I mean, obviously, I think that's just uh, a couple ideas that have been thrown out there right now. I guess I'll probably just try to think about that if and when it happens. Um, for me right yeah. now, just do what I can to be ready. I mean, you know how all that kind of stuff is, Twitter and Instagram, all that. You know, a lot of stuff just yeah. spreads really quickly. And not saying that that's not true, but a lot of times stuff can happen and, and be like that. And, uh, you know, nothing really ever comes of it or, or, you know, something completely different happens from it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you've been in baseball for quite a while. Um, so is there has there been like one specific batter or hitter that just been like a nuisance trying to get out? Just like tough battles every time they come up to the plate. Yeah, I mean I get asked this a lot. I think for me it was uh, it's it's been Willie Calhoun. He's actually uh, with the Rangers now, but coming up he was with the Dodgers. And so in Triple A and Double A, I faced him a lot, and I swear he hit me hard every time. Doesn't matter what I threw up there. So <laughs> he's always been a tough out. <laughs> If you had to pick one, what would you say is your biggest struggle through your playing career and how you overcame it and how it's helped you now? Um, I guess probably would be surgery. Um, early on for me, it was just a mental mental obstacle for me to get over, more or less just having, you know, not been in the game for, for a year and then having to come back and be able to compete at that high level was a lot for me. Um, but luckily it was early on and I was able to, uh, you know, kind of get that over the hump and, and figure out what I needed to do to stay healthy. Yeah. So going back, when you first started, it can be minors or majors. Um, what was kind of like your first moment, uh, your welcome to the league moment, you know, like where you realize, wow, that just happened. This is this means business, you know. <laughs> um, last few years with the Cubs, maybe coming down playing uh, in some playoff stretches where we've been fighting for the pennant. Stuff like that, I guess, for me was when I realized, like, oh, you know, like, Obviously, everybody wants to win and stuff like that, but this is, you know, this is, this is life or death. This is, you know, you know, obviously not really life or death, but this is, you know, every everything we worked so hard for right now coming down to the last few games. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, so what's it like uh, playing for the Cubs and getting to go to Wrigley Field every when you when you go to pitch? Like, what's what's it like being in such a historic venue like Wrigley? Um. You know, for me, I actually grew up a Cubs fan, so it's been kind of surreal for me to uh, nice. uh, pitch there. So uh, it's always surreal. You know, you get to walk to work every day and go to Wrigley Field and pitch. So uh, I, I guess I keep saying surreal a lot, but I think that's the best word. Yeah, especially yeah. if you grew up as a fan. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that was crazy. Outside of baseball, what's your favorite thing to do? Oof. I enjoy playing golf. Um, okay. I don't get to play a whole lot unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, that's something I enjoy doing. It's kind of relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to go out and enjoy the outside and the, uh, sunshine on most days, um, and kind of get away. So I enjoy that. Yeah. I'm not great at golf, but put me on a mini golf course and I'll tear it up. <laughs> <laughs>
So uh, talk to me about how you kind of got started in baseball as a kid, you know, growing up, like what all you did, um, how you became what you are today. You know, I, I probably took a lot different route than a lot of guys, especially nowadays. I mean, I think today, you know, it's travel ball this, camps that, you know, showcases this, you know, be playing all year round, do all this kind of stuff. For me, it was, you know, growing up, even in high school, I mean, in the summers, like I said, I played golf. I played basketball in the winter. I played, you know, yeah. golf in the fall for the high school. Um, and I really never, you know, devoted as much time to baseball um, as a lot of kids probably did. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons that I kind of had to walk on at school. Um, didn't get as much exposure as others. Um, but uh, I think it helped me from kind of not burning out on things. So, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of on the different route, but uh, you know, once I got to college and did that, then it's been baseball year round, you know, nonstop. Everything I think about, so um, I think that was kind of when I realized, you know, I can maybe make a career out of this. So let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so in a hypothetical world where you could not be a pitcher and you had to be a hitter, what position in the field would you play? Man, I don't know, because I think I'd be better at like you know the first base positions or maybe like an outfielder, but those guys have to hit for power and I definitely don't have that. So I think fielder like a first baseman, but a hitter like a second baseman. So just kind of a lot of singles over the second baseman's head. So <laughs> just good contact, good play. Yeah. 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 So this doesn't have to be performance based, but what would you say is your worst moment on the field? Two. Oh man, I've had a lot. A lot of times I've gotten whooped up on. Um, there was a time in rookie ball in Orm. I think I may have given up like 10 or 11 runs in, in an inning or two, something like that. And oh. I just remember I remember sitting in the shower for about three innings, just kind of sitting in the hot water letting it run over me. Uh, but uh, I think that's one that sticks out in my mind. Okay. So I got to ask you about, you know, high school. You said you were very well-rounded when it comes to sports, playing basketball and golf. Um, you know, what, what other than baseball, if you could go pro in a sport, what do you think it would be? Oof, I think I'd love basketball. I'm not very good at it, uh, but I think it'd be a lot of fun to play basketball. Football, I would get rocked and probably not want to get up again. Um, but, I, I mean, basketball would be fun. Golf would be a lot of fun, too, for me. But I, I've always loved basketball, loved playing it. Um, it's always just been a lot of fun for me. Unfortunately, I was not better at it when I was growing up. So uh, um, that didn't really get to do anything with that. But I think I'd choose basketball. Do you know what your handicap is for golf? So I'm actually, at one point when I was playing every day and working in high school, working at the golf course, I got it down to uh, pretty dang close to a scratch. So right now I'm probably like six or eight handicap golfer. Nice. I'm probably like 30. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so as a, as a pitcher, uh, you guys are just left out onto the mound and you guys have to face a lot of mental obstacles yourself. Um, so like what's probably like the biggest thing that can lead to like some mental hurdles? Is it not being able to find the strike zone or getting lit up for a home run or what's kind of the things that really... Um, for me, I think the pitchers? toughest thing to get past um, is when you make a good pitch, you know, locate something well and it still gets punished. Um, I think because, you know, obviously as a pitcher, if you're not locating well and it gets hit hard, you know, obviously that's your fault. You, you, you missed a spot, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if you, you know, especially a couple times in a row, if you make a good pitch and it gets punished, you know, hitting the gap, double, a couple runs, I think that's when it's tough to uh, um, really kind of just take a step back and realize, you know, hey, you know, you know what you're doing. Let's, let's just relax. Let's get this thing done. So when you're young and you're first learning how to pitch, uh, how would you say that 
the te techniques and the mechanics come about uh, a pitching routine and how you find out what works best for you? Oof. I mean, I think repetition is key. I mean, I think doing what you need to do to have success, I think is just more finding what you're good at and doing that a lot and getting really good at it. Um, you know, it's kind of a balance of, you know, people want to make their weaknesses better. Um, but I also am a big believer in, you know, making your strengths, you know, be becoming a master at that and being really good at that and making sure you're better at it than a lot of people in this world. Yeah. So uh, going through injuries, um, what's your mindset coming out and how you, you know, get back to normal, avoiding concerns and things like that? It's tough. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of just have to suck it up and do it mentally. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tommy John's a tough one. Like, you need to go out and be able to pitch every day and, and uh, you know, kind of put it in the back of your mind that it's happened before. And then, obviously, it could happen again. But at the same time, you can't, you know, pitch or, you know, live in fear. So you just kind of have to go out there and suck it up and do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the, yesterday, um, the Major League Baseball passed down the ruling on the Red Sox punishment uh, for their involvement with the whole Astros scandal and Alex Cora. Uh, so what's your what's been your take on the whole Astros situation, the punishments? Well, what's what's your been your take on the situation? I mean, I, you know, obviously MLB did their investigation and what what they did. They they uh, they thought was enough. Hopefully, the guys have learned from what they did and. and won't do it again and, and understand, you know, that the, the, the levity of what they did was, uh, was, was, was not good for baseball and not good for everybody else. So how tough is it to actually learn and keep up with all the changing signs and stuff and heck even see the catcher's hand way down there? <laughs> well, I mean, I wear glasses on now, so it's a little tougher for me, but, uh, I mean, I think as far as remembering learning the signs, I mean, I think it's something you kind of did as you went up high school, college and stuff like that, they would get a little more complicated. Um, but it's really not too hard. It's not it's not as complicated as you might think. But there's, I mean, obviously you got you know eight, nine, ten different sets of signs that you you probably should know at any given moment. So you know you can you can change amongst them. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of changing up signs a lot to to get people keep people off guard. All right. So say a big movie producer, big produ production company comes to you and they say, hey, we want to make a movie about you and your life. If you had to pick any actor or any group of actors to play in that movie, who would you pick? So growing up in high school, I guess for me, I'm just going to go the lookalike route because I don't know a whole lot about people's personalities, but everybody said I always looked like Napoleon Dynamite, the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so a little bit. Maybe I would choose, what, is it John Heater? Is that his name? Heater, so. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll choose him to play me. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, I think a lot of the actors, you know, you got your action stars. They're way too tough for me to play me. So, um, but uh, I'll go the look-alike look -alike route. Speaking about movies, do you have a particular favorite? I mean, it just depends on what I'm feeling. Um, Christmas Vacation is one of my favorites, obviously, during Christmas oh, time. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of a comedy guy, so I think I lean that route. Dumb and Dumber is an all-timer um, for me. When it comes to, like, sports movies, I got, you know, Remember the Titans I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, Major League is one of my favorites. Back to the comedy thing. The list could go on forever, I think. Moneyball's a really good one that me and Devin really like. Yeah, yeah I like Moneyball a lot. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. All right, so uh, before a big outing or a big game, uh, what's your what's your go-to like hype music or hype song that really gets, gets you used to slowing? Man, it, it changes. I'm not. I'm actually not a huge headphone music guy before a game. Um, I, I usually just try to kind of, you know, maintain even keel, be the same person the whole time. Um, so for me, it's not really a uh, 
a pump up type thing. Um, any kind of music is fine with me. Just you know, get the body moving, get it, get keep the blood flowing, stuff like that. So. All right, are you ready for this one? Far away. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Zombies are invading Earth. It's a zombie apocalypse. If you had to pick a weapon of choice, what would you use? And then what group of guys would you pick that you would survive with? Oof. I have no idea. <laughs> so part, part of me wants to say, you know, because of the ammo thing, you need to choose some sort of melee weapon, either a sword, hammer, stuff like that. But then obviously you can get overwhelmed with that. I don't know a whole lot enough about guns, to be honest with you, to make an informed decision on that. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe it's just some sort of assault rifle. I mean, and then as far as group of guys, uh, I don't know. Any, anybody's probably better than me, so I'll choose anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I got one last question for you, and then we'll let you go. So for young baseball players, people who are striving for the MLB or minors or any, any sport, really, well, what is your go-to advice for them for how they can, you know, fulfill their dreams? Uh, for me, I mean, I think it's, um, it's kind of a, a mindset, you know, some people may call it cocky, some people may call it overconfident, stuff like that, but uh, I always take the mound that day that I'm the best player on the field that day, um, and it's just kind of a mindset I've always had. Obviously, I'm a realist and realize, you know, that there's, you know, a lot of professional hitters, a lot of professional pitchers out there that do their job very well, but uh, I was going to the to the game with the mindset of I'm the best guy for the job at that point and attack hitters. Um, but uh, just don't ever give up, you know. Don't let anybody tell you, you know, something that, uh, you know, will make you quit or don't ever let anybody tell you to quit. Um, you know, you, you're the person that controls your career and controls your destiny. For sure, for sure. All right, man, I think that's good. Thank you so much for coming on. We, we had a great time with you. We really appreciate yeah, it. I enjoyed it. All right, man, take it easy. Yep. Hey, good luck this season. Yeah, appreciate good luck. It. Appreciate it. See ya. Again, special thanks to Alec Mills for coming on the podcast. We had a great time. We really appreciated it. Be sure to give him a follow on Instagram at amills37 and on Twitter, atmills37. And while you're at it, be sure to give us a follow on our new Instagram handle at ftspod and on Twitter at still theftspod. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to send us an email to theftspod at gmail.com. Bye, have a great time.